This episode is sponsored by Vision Trust. Vision Trust is an organization that provides essential support in the areas of health, education, and spiritual development to children and adolescents living in poverty around the world. Vision Trust is brimming with female role models who are investing in the next generation of women. Their love is defiant. It stands strong against all odds, and yours can too. Join us in raising up confident young women that embrace their God-given talents to create a better future for us all. Learn more at visiontrust.org forward. This episode is sponsored by Patricia Asp of Aspire. Does your company culture have what it takes to last? After the upheaval of the pandemic, many companies and organizations are struggling to adapt to new regulations, new workflows, and new workplace culture. After witnessing the dramatic weakening in the core values of great companies during mergers, acquisitions, and rapid growth, Patricia Asp, a forward board member and principal, launched Aspire, an organization founded to preserve the goodness in companies by hardwiring culture for sustainability. If you're interested in conducting a culture sustainability assessment, go to patriciaasp.com slash contact dash us. Make 2023 the year your company soars. Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. As 2023 starts to wind down and 2024 approaches, it's natural for you to be in a season of reflection. How did you do on your goals for the year? Is there anything you wish you could have done or done differently? Are you already thinking about what you want to accomplish in 2024? A huge part of all of our lives is finances. Money is a necessary evil and is something that we are given and asked to be good stewards of by our Heavenly Father. But it's really easy for us to think about financial planning, and it's a whole other ballgame to actually follow through with planning for our futures. So to help you as you wrap up this year and plan for the next one, we wanted to dedicate the month of October to talking about financial planning, what it looks like, how you do it, and why it's important. This month's guest is Kaylin Mayhew, president of Merit Financial Advisors. Kaylin is passionate about helping people take their careers and themselves to exceptional levels, which is exactly what we hope you, our listeners, are able to do with the resources that Forward provides you each week. Let's jump right into this important conversation with Kaylin. Kaylin, I would love to start off our conversation with something that is just to help everybody get to know you a little bit better. Um, what inspired you to pursue a career in the financial industry? Well, Jordan, first off, thank you so much for, for having me on. Um, this is uh, just a delight to, to talk to you today and get to share a little bit about my journey and um Gosh, as far as financial services, I uh, I was in school. Like I've got two in college right now, trying to oh. to figure out what uh, what I wanted to do when I grew up. And I was taking a bunch of accounting and finance classes, and was doing pretty well in those. But I loved the people side of mm. just the world in general. I had been in in sales and doing some different things in college, as far as some jobs, and I was really looking for something that would 
take my my passion around um, analysis and planning and numbers and and bring that people side to the business. So I had a professor at the time that said, hey, you're you're doing really good in these classes. I'm an adjunct professor in financial planning. I'd love to talk to you a little bit about the financial planning track that my college had there in Texas. And um, sure enough, it was exciting and got my attention. And so I'm one of those rare people that actually studied in school 25 plus years ago, what I ended up making a career out of. So I was one of the first graduating classes of uh, my college, University of North Texas, uh, that had the financial planning track that qualified Mm. me to sit for that CFP designation that I took just a few years after graduation. So it was one of those just great people pouring into me and um, really trying to figure out what inspired me and got me excited. And it was just the, the best of both worlds to really be helping people. In your words, what what is financial planning? <laughs> um, I would sum financial planning up as you um, you're doing risk management at the same time as maximizing opportunities. So mm-hmm. it's this fine line for planning for what could happen and hoping for the best circumstances. So that can be in things, most people think of financial planning and they think of investments. And we do mm-hmm. spend a good amount of time with our clients thinking through, okay, this is the phase of life that you're at. How much should you be saving in order to hit that goal as you enter retirement? How do we turn that beautiful portfolio that you've worked so hard for into something that's going to help you live out your lifestyle for the rest of your life the way that you want it to? Um, but there's mm-hmm. also all of these other things that come with that. Um, when I think of risk management, I think of um, things like dying too soon. You know, what if something happens and you, your fin- your family's financially dependent upon you and, and something happens, you get disabled, you get an illness, you pass away suddenly. Um, how do you plan for that? And then we're also balancing that with what if you live too long? <laughs> what mm, if you yeah. <laughs> what if you've got that longevity and what we thought might need to last you to age 90, you're gonna live to my goodness, just in my lifetime, life expectancy has gone up considerably. It seems like mm. a lot of my friends have grandparents that are living into their hundreds now, which just didn't happen 20, 30 years ago. It was very rare. Mm. So you're balancing those type of what ifs with the mm-hmm. what ifs, like the, the bad what ifs and the great what ifs all at the same time in that risk management piece. Do you think Americans have a good grasp on financial planning and health? That's interesting. Um, I would say um, there is, this is where you've got underserved people in our Mm. communities. The, um, what I would consider to be, um, mass affluent and wealthy individuals have access to, um, great financial advisors and great financial Mm -hmm. planners because they have the means to hire someone or to um, pay the advisory cost on their portfolio to have someone professionally manage that. We do have 
people that need it that can't mm-hmm. access it. And so yeah. I've got a huge passion around just what I would consider to be financial literacy and mm-hmm. reaching the folks at a stage, like I mentioned, um, two of my five kids are in college right now. And that's the time period on, I, I think every college kid, every high school kid should have to take a personal financial planning class to start Mm -hmm. learning how to speak money um, early, early on, because so many people either don't get exposed to it early in life, or they um, don't have someone that's pouring in and really helping guide them in critical time periods where they might end up in credit card debt or having an enormous amount of student debt and, 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 They've taken on that student debt for a job that's really not going to be paying that much on the other side, and they find themselves not even being able to pay rent and basic expenses because of that. So mm-hmm. I, I would say that from just a general statement, the answer is no, we're, we're not yeah. doing a good job. There is a crisis in America as it relates to preparing for financial independence and being good stewards of the um, financial means that we have. Mm-hmm. Well, and at the time of this recording, uh, we in America are facing, I, I would say, recession probably, you know, um, it's, things are tight. (laughs) So, I mean, what have you noticed, um, has, has maybe surfaced as new challenges maybe when it comes to financial planning in today's current market and just the world right now? Well, I'll, um, I'll take this, this, um, COVID situation and, and I'll Mm. bring out some of the positives that I've seen, Jordan. Mm -hmm. Um, so one of the positives is folks have really put their attention on understanding what they're doing. So many mm-hmm. people were automatically investing in a 401k as an example, but not really looking at the underlying investments to see if those were appropriate for where mm-hmm. they are in their their life cycle as far as savings mm-hmm. and getting closer to to retirement. Um, I think when you get a statement and that statement's down considerably, it causes everybody to say, "Ooh, you know, whoa, uh, am I am I doing the right thing? Um, do mm-hmm. I have professional help where I need it?" Um, it's kind of like a health scare. It it, yeah. it 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 can get your attention real quick and drive you into mm-hmm. action. And so I think that that's been a real positive thing. Um, the other thing that I've noticed is that people are more comfortable finding the experts that they need and not having to have them in their backyard because of things like what we have right now. Um, we're, we're talking and we're not in the same place. Um, people are, uh, I would say before COVID, were very specifically looking for someone for the most part of an advisor that was in their backyard and they needed to have that relationship. And what I have noticed, and we've got offices throughout the U.S., but that has been less and less a necessity for individuals. So I think it's it's finding that individual or that company to partner with that really meets mm-hmm. your needs. And it's the same thing that we're getting opportunities. I, I mentioned healthcare. 
it's like if I'm diagnosed with a specific issue now, I would have no problem with a telehealth visit with the expert mm-hmm. across. Maybe they're in Seattle, but this is the expert on whatever I'm I'm looking to 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 cure or to to mm-hmm. get some guidance on. Now the same thing is happening in other areas of our life. And pre-COVID, I would have said no. You know, I need to sit down with that person. I need to meet face to face. So I think that it's been a a, a really positive thing. Um, when we look at on the other side, as far as the challenges, um, mm-hmm. this has been pretty short as far as the the market impact. And now that the stock market's coming back, and I don't know that it was necessarily long enough to get everybody's attention where attention mm-hmm. should be. Um, yeah. Not that I would ever wish for the the stock market and the economy to, to, to go down and stay down for a long time period. But I do think that this is one of those blips on the radar and hasn't been um, enough to get attention where everybody needed to um, have a, a wake up call. Mm. Do you think that women face the same money issues as men or do we have different things that we worry about or encounter when it comes to financial planning? I love that question. And having personally helped probably 400 or five, I would say between 400 and 500 families go through different Mm -hmm. life transitions. um, It's fascinating for me to see the differences between men and women. Um, Mm. First off, I feel like as a financial advisor and being client facing for the first 25 years or so of my career as my predominant role, I think it was a huge advantage to be a female in a male dominated industry. I was always paired with um, uh, males on the team because we bring different things to the equation. So I do believe Mm -hmm. in that um, diversity brings some some really great synergies to an advising relationship. But Mm -hmm. women in general, I feel like we're looking at things through that that risk management lens. And we're Mm -hmm. thinking, we're more apt to think about what could happen that could derail the plans. And males, and I'm generalizing, males Mm -hmm. for the most part are worried about capitalizing on the opportunities. And I think that it makes a beautiful combination when you can bring both the husband and the wife into that financial planning relationship, because I think that God has made us different. And and that is why we're partnered together. So I think it's an absolute great thing. I think that it's a misstep. There are quite a few um, advisors out there in the financial planning and financial advisement and investment world that I think that relationship is with the male only. And I always Mm -hmm. thought that that was such a misstep because this is a partnership. And I do feel strongly um, we, we will not do a, 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 an upfront meeting unless the husband and wife are, are, are present because we feel mm. like we need to understand what that combined financial planning um, objectives, um, what, what that looks like. Yeah. Why, why do some Christians view financial planning as a bad thing? Oh. Like, is there a line between trusting God with our finances and acting on what we are called to in life and in our finances. 
I love that question. And it's, it's definitely um, an individual conversation mm-hmm. that needs to be had um, and that you need to um, balance that fear and mm-hmm. discernment. Um, yeah. So what is fear? not from God. (laughs) Um, and what is discernment? Because it is something that could happen and that you need to, to plan for. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that when we find that something, um, is stealing from us, maybe that's keeping you up at, at night. Um, it's stealing your joy from being present in your current career or with your family. Um, I do believe that that's fear. Um, Mm -hmm. when it's a tug, when you have that intuition, like I should really go out and new, new couples, um, uh, new married couples thinking about having their first baby or just having had their first child going out and buying that really cheap term life insurance policy. Should something happen to them? I mean, that's, that's discernment. That's, that's Mm -hmm. not knowing, you know, we're not promised tomorrow and, and what kind of situation would you leave your family in? Um, and is there a very inexpensive, easy way to solve and transfer that risk to the insurance company? Um, mm-hmm. If you find yourself um, not enjoying things or um, that you get caught in that anxiety or that worry about things, and you've already done everything that you can do, meaning that you've gone through a financial planning process, you've got trusted advisors in your tax world and in your investment world and all of that, and then and you still find yourself with that angst, that that's mm. probably taking it to an extreme that's not healthy. And so mm-hmm. I can see as, as Christians um, and, and handing that trust over, we're still called to do what we need to do. I had a mm-hmm. good friend, the only comparison that I can make, this was years ago, and um, she was unemployed. And Mm -hmm. I would uh, meet with her on a regular basis for coffee or for lunch. And she wasn't really doing what she needed to do to to network, to get out there. And I would ask her very specific things and, and, and bring specific suggestions like, job fairs in the industry that she was in and all of these um, things. And she was, she just had the attitude that she was trusting the Lord to, to provide the opportunity. And, and to me, I don't think that that's what God intended for us. Um, So I think that financial planning is the exact same thing. I think that we are called to do um, what's in our um, path to do. And then we need to hand that over after we've checked those boxes. And I feel another thing too, that as Christians we're called to is to be generous, you know, and be supportive and, you know, to use what we've been given wisely. And so I'm just curious, like, is there a one size fits all approach to generosity and, you know, how should someone make room in their financial planning for giving and for being generous? Well, Jordan, um, that is probably one of the hardest things um, for me over the last 25 plus years as far as seeing, because I can remember having some, I guess the word would be um, 
and, and this is not a, this is not a good thing. So I'm not suggesting this, but I could find myself <laughs> judging sometimes. And, mm-hmm. and I know I'm not called to judge, but I could, I, I would look at someone's balance sheet and I would say, wow, they have the potential to really, really help a lot of different organizations or impact mm-hmm. a lot of different lives and people and causes. And, um, and they weren't, generous by what my definition would have been. And so I had to live through some of that. And then I also figured out that sometimes as advisors, we're called to educate our clients Mm -hmm. to give them the comfort that they can be generous. So to paint the Mm. picture and to illustrate, you're going to be just fine. You don't have to worry and you don't have to keep um, you know, adding to the the storage in the barn, like you're, you're good. You are to a place now where you can switch that over. Um, mm-hmm. So some people need to be encouraged and shown um, that they are going to be in a situation where they can be. Um, I look at it through the lens of joyful giving and I look at it, mm-hmm. that's, that's a test that I give myself and that my family and I go through um, to where if there's a cause and we want to help that cause, like w- what can we give joyfully? Um, same mm-hmm. thing with time. Um, time right yeah. now is probably my most precious commodity with lots of kids and helping run a company. It's that that's, it's, it's, it's hard on the time peers. It's a lot easier for me to write a check these days, um, yeah. but the time piece. And so look, Looking at it through that joyful giving is really, really, really important. Um, and then finding the folks that can inspire you um, mm. with their giving. I'll give you one example, just how it's um, worked in, in my family. And I've seen this play out with clients as well. I firmly believe that God has put certain things on our hearts and that we are called in that direction to really make an impact. And so for me, from like even before I had a personal relationship with Jesus and not really understanding that this was inspired from God, um, I had a heart for orphans. The thought of children growing up without a mother and a father, um, the thought of orphanages, um, foster care, all of these things have just really, really inspired me and my family as it relates to where we're, we're, um, pooling our time and our resources and really passionate about helping. My 21-year-old has this huge heart for homeless people. I can remember she was six years old and she's in the back seat and, and I look back and she's crying. She has tears rolling down her face. And it's because we had just passed a group of homeless people on the side of the road that were clearly, you know, carrying all of their belongings. And she had asked me, why do those people have those trash bags? And, and I was explaining to her about that. And it was so emotional for her. So I think it's when you look at your generosity, um, that you're going to find joy when you answer the callings on the things that God has put on your heart. Hmm. What is your favorite way to be generous? Well, as I mentioned right now, it's easier to, to, to write the check. Um, I would say I get the most pleasure and the most satisfaction, um, from the hardest thing that it is to give right now. And that's the time. 
Thanks so much for joining me for the start of this month's conversation with Kaylin. Come back in two weeks when Kaylin and I conclude our chat by talking about the top financial mistakes women make and how to get started with financial planning no matter where you are in life. For more information about today's episode, just go to forwardwomen.org slash podcast. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Work, Love, Pray on your favorite listening platform and leave a review. Your review will help more people discover Work, Love, Pray, so your feedback is greatly appreciated. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth. Thank you.